This story takes place when I was in college a couple of years ago. I was away from home for most of the year on campus, and I didn't have much going on in my social life. I didn't really socialize, and I wasn't doing much in ways of partying or hanging out with anyone else. Through most of my college life, I only had one real friend, Charles. Charles was a techie. He was all about the newest trends and technology, and he was always willing to discuss the newest topic if you had an interest. Since I really only had Charles, and I couldn't see my family or friends at home, I would sometimes get to a point where I was really lonely, and I was feeling like there was no one around to talk to. Yes, cell phones are a thing, and they were, and I could have just called my family at any time, but honestly, there's something about seeing the face of those you love that just makes it more personal, and makes it feel more connected. Maybe it's just me, but I sometimes feel like I need to see someone's face to know that they're really there. Anyways, there was one day where I mentioned this to my dad, that I was feeling a bit down about having not seen them for a couple months, and he decided to take it upon himself to send me a fancy webcam, so that we could start doing video chatting. I was honestly ecstatic about the idea, and I actually joked about how that was something I should have thought of. He ends up going to a local tech store, and he buys this really nice HD Logitech webcam, I have no idea how much he ended up spending on it, but it was a really good quality camera. As soon as I got it, I set it up and I got it all running, and then I got on a video call with my mom and dad. I was legitimately excited to have it, and I really felt like this was going to be the solution to my socialization issues for sure. For a month or two, everything went pretty normal with it, and the camera itself, or at least how it worked, isn't the focus of the story. The camera itself was a really good piece of hardware. The image was crystal clear, and it was really easy to use. Unfortunately, it being a good piece of technology meant that Charles liked it as well. A long story short with that, Charles was wanting to start a YouTube channel where he went down internet rabbit holes and solved those weird mysteries on the web. Think people like Frederick Knudsen or Nightmind and such, but more dedicated to those weird 4chan mysteries. Basically, he asked me if he could use my computer to record himself for his videos, and in return, he said he would be my on-call tech support. I didn't really care about the tech support, and while it was a little weird to have him in my dorm room, I didn't mind it. For the most part, he would text me when he wanted to record, and I would go for a walk, go get food, or work on homework in the commons area of the university. This deal went on for a couple weeks, two or three at most, and he recorded at least five or six times during this time frame. 
I watched his first few videos, and they were actually pretty decent. Good, interesting information that was presented in a clean way. He had one on some missing girl that some people on 4chan were talking about that was really well done, and then he had one that explained parts of, uh, of the deep and dark web. I found it a bit strange when he didn't even bother to ask to use my computer that next week, but I also thought that maybe he was busy with classwork. Then, when the next Monday rolled around and he didn't have class, and he didn't call me, I messaged him to ask him what was up. He told me that he just wasn't feeling up to doing anything on his channel. I again thought that was odd, but I didn't really push it. I just kind of told him that whenever he was wanting to do more work, to let me know. What got strange for me was that, after that, he seemed to not really want to talk to me anymore. Then... There was something that happened that legitimately scared the hell out of me. There was one night that I was having a lot of trouble sleeping, and I was feeling incredibly restless. I was pretty much just lying there and staring at the wall, and then I rolled over and looked at my computer. At first, I didn't notice anything, other than the dark screen and the window behind the monitor. Then... After a couple of seconds of just staring, something about the scene was bothering me. Then, it clicked. My screen was off, sure, but I had left the tower on. Now, this is something that I do every once in a while, but then my eyes moved over, and I noticed that the red light on the webcam was blinking. This light only blinks when the camera is in use, and I hadn't used the camera at all that day. I sat up, I started to shift out of my bed, and then I noticed that the light on the camera shut off. My groggy brain struggled with the situation, but I decided to get up and just unplug the camera, then try to go to sleep, which did not quite work. Things got even worse the next day, when I needed to get on my computer to do some classwork. It was early in the afternoon when I was back in my dorm room. I turned it on to do a report, when I noticed that there was a document on my desktop that was titled, Read Me Please. I hesitantly clicked on it, and then read what it said. Hello, Michael. Please... Don't unplug the webcam tonight. I like watching you while you sleep. I'm not doing anything bad with the footage. I promise. It was literally two sentences, and it made me want to puke as I read it. I immediately disconnected my computer from the internet and called Charles demanding he come over to help figure out what the hell was going on with this. He was hesitant at first. He told me he was busy with something else, but I told him that my computer had been compromised and that I needed his help immediately. When I said that, he changed his tune. When he got to my room, I found out why he changed his tune. He explained to me that when he was doing research for his dark web video... 
he had to go out onto the dark web. He said that while he was doing so, he did come across a few sites that were sketchy, but he tried to avoid anything that was too questionable. That is, until he came across a website that required you to accept a prompt to access it. He said that it looked reasonable, and it just said that you accepted their terms and whatnot. But when he clicked on it, the computer locked up and it looked like someone else had connected to the computer. Apparently he watched as someone else got into my system and basically did whatever the hell they wanted, and then he didn't tell me. He said he was pretty sure they had disconnected and that they hadn't done anything to the computer because part of the agreement page said they would not use my information for malicious purposes. He said this as if I hadn't just told him that this person was remotely accessing my computer to watch me sleep, and as if hackers on the dark web have a code of conduct. I may have gone off on him, telling him that it was the dumbest thing he could have done, and that he needed to fix the problem right then and there. I told him that he needed to get all of my files off the system and then wipe it, or else I would make his life hell a threat that I have literally no idea how I would have followed through on, but thankfully Charles was a bit timid and he agreed that he would help me. Obviously this was a few years ago, and I'm no longer on the campus, and I'm pretty sure that guy never got onto my system again after that. Despite this, I have literally never slept with a computer in the same room since, and I've always made sure to turn off my computer when I'm done using it. Every. Night. The dark web is a place where you can buy damn near anything for the right amount of Bitcoin from things like the obvious, drugs, hacking tools, personal information on people you wish to stalk, all the way to things that are much more obscure. Things like exotic pets, hitman services, though most of those are honeypots, and illegally obtained weapons. Most of the time, when thinking about buying things on the dark web, it's best not to think too much on what you're looking at, Take it at face value and don't ask questions. You don't want to know where the hell those guys got that block of drugs or the handgun that you just purchased because, odds are, when you get to the end of that rabbit hole, you're going to find that someone is either dead, injured, missing, or being looked for by federal agents. My point is... You really don't need to be on the dark web unless you plan to break the law in some way, shape, or form. That said, there is one service that I found on the dark web that actually made me think about it and what could have or could be happening. For a bit of backstory, I spend a lot of my personal time on the internet. I do a lot of contractor IT work for larger companies mostly data security and security analysis for medium-sized corporations. 
one of my secondary jobs in my cybersecurity work is what is known as threat hunting. A threat hunter is someone that goes out onto the deep and dark web and tries to find pages that are selling vulnerability information for websites or technologies. Basically, they go and see if a company's information is readily available to hackers, or if they're using technologies that are being actively exploited. This doesn't have anything to do with my story, but it gives you an idea of who I am and what I do for a living. And it helps you to understand why I was out on the dark web. Now, because I had to find this data on the dark web, typically information that was for sale, I had to get in with the people selling the info, and I had to purchase it when necessary. These were legitimate sales on the dark web. Yes, this is a gray area, and yes, there can be issues with doing this, but a lot of the time, it was critical for what I was doing for these organizations. Because of this, I spent a lot of time on sites that were built to sell illegal content. This ties back to how I started the story. The sites that sell illegal content, items, and services, typically you see these things and you just understand that they exist, and you move on. However, there was one site that had something that made me legitimately terrified mostly because it had two services that were sickeningly tied together. The first service that I saw was one that was, unfortunately, fairly common, which is escorts. A lot of the time, these escorts from the dark web are not willing participants. They are, more often than not, victims of human trafficking. That alone is sickening and terrible, but the next part is what made it worse. This website had a service dedicated to assisting immigrants. On its face, that may not sound like much, but put into context with the other side of that, it's incredibly likely that a lot of these immigrants they were helping were actually being dragged into the human trafficking side as well. I mean, just think about it. People entering a foreign country, possibly alone and desperate, most likely not able to keep in touch with family back home, and it's likely that no one knows where they're going to end up. I just kind of sat there and thought about it for a few moments, and it really got to me. The thoughts that someone from another country may be looking to get away from an, an oppressive government or away from something like the cartel could end up finding this as a way out. I could imagine they would do so much to scrape together the money just to pay these people that say they would help them. And then they end up getting trafficked or sold out as an escort. I know this isn't your normal story, and I apologize if it's a bit strange in its context, but it's something I found on the dark web that actually scared me. And while it was really only an implication with no confirmation, it's one of those things that, when you know how these illegal networks work, it becomes quite clear 
what's happening. As has been stated in a number of other stories on the net about the dark web, if you don't have a reason to be on the dark web, then stay off. Obviously, I recommend understanding the technology, getting to know what a VPN is, understanding how Tor and encryption all work, but only for the sake of knowledge and an understanding of security. I'm all about understanding technology and really getting to know the layers of the internet, but don't go looking for illegal or questionable content. Because if you look, you will find it. That said, and moving on to the story that I wanted to share, and this happened several years ago, I would say early to mid-2000s at the latest. This was a time before the internet was a huge entity that everyone spent all of their time on, when broadband was like 10 megabits per second at most, and Newgrounds was king of the internet. Back then, I was actually a contractor for web development. People and organizations that wanted to have their presence on the net would contact me and I would discuss what they wanted, then build websites for them. These weren't complex websites like what exists now. They were more like pages with static content and pictures. Basically just this is our company, and this is what we do, kind of pages. It was a good paying gig. Back in the early 2000s, a lot of companies wanted their presence on the web, and I worked with a lot of local corporations. It's not super relevant, but it helps to, one, let you know how old I am, and two, let you know that I understand technology and how the web works. Back then, I was always on the web, looking into competitor sites and seeing what worked where, and pulling inspiration from things that already existed. At one point, I was talking to a buddy of mine, another tech person, and he brought up that I should consider looking at the dark web for some inspiration. At first, I was a bit confused. The only thing I knew about the dark web was that it wasn't easy to get onto, and that it was where hackers and criminals hung out on the web. I asked him why he thought I should be going to the dark web, and he made a point that I couldn't refute. He mentioned that I would probably be the only person in the area that built websites that had seen parts of the dark web slash deep web. Basically... He was saying that I would have a leg up on everyone else, because I would have an idea that they wouldn't have. I kind of agreed with him, so after chatting with him, he convinced me and I had him come over to set up my system for accessing the dark web. I got on and started just going through random sites, and I was trying to avoid anything that could be illegal and I actually found a neat site that kind of worked like a wiki. I don't think it was the actual deep web wiki or anything like that, but it was a collection of links very similar to it, and some of them actually worked. 
for the most part. They just ended up on dead ends and nothing on the other side. But some of them were interesting forums and just pages with information about random things. I was happily clicking along when I came across a page that kind of looked like the original version of YouTube. If anyone has been around for a while, then you know what I mean. Old, blocky page with star ratings underneath the videos. What was weird to me was that a lot of the front page videos were just a black screen, and when I clicked on them, they had an overlay that said something along the lines of, this video has expired. What was strange to me was that the titles of the videos were just single words. The first one I clicked on was titled, Hang. There was another one that was called Electric, and one called Pain. Obviously, these were a bit ominous, but there wasn't much on the screen for the videos. Just the title and a star rating. Hang had a 5-star rating, and it showed that it had been rated 40 times, for instance. I was scrolling through the front page, and I finally found a video that didn't have a black box overlay. It was titled, Shoot. The thumbnail for the video was a guy literally sitting in a nearly empty room that was trashed. I clicked the video and it started up pretty quick. I don't know why, but part of me was sitting there thinking it was going to be a fairly normal video. That it was going to be some sort of vlog or something from the guy in the thumbnail. Instead, what I got was a video of a guy sitting in this dingy-looking room with a syringe in his hand. As much as I wanted to click away, I just sat there and watched this video as it played out. As the video started, he was just sitting there and staring at the camera. It looked like he nodded to someone that was behind the camera After a second or two, the audio cut in, and I heard him say something like, For 300, right? And then a voice said yes. He nodded, and glanced back to the camera, and basically started stating his name and location. I don't remember exactly where he was, but he said his name was something like Jeff that he was doing this for the site for an amount of money equal to $300, and that this video would serve as his contract. Then, he ended with a, And remember, kids, don't do drugs. Then, after a second, he situated himself in the chair and tied off part of his arm. Then he took the syringe and shoved it into his arm. Long story short, he shot whatever was in that syringe, I want to assume it was heroin, into his arm, and he was doing this on camera for money. My guess is that this site was set up for people to do things for the audiences, and then they would get paid for it. This was like some dark web sort of YouTube or Twitch for people to pay and watch what happened to other people in certain situations. 
Watching this guy have a reaction to the drugs that he put in his arm was horrifying. He seriously collapsed on the floor and he started convulsing. And I really don't want to remember the rest of it. I clicked off of it and I went back to the main page. And at that point, the other videos became more clear. Hang? Electrical? Pain? All of these were videos of people doing something to themselves for payment. The fact that Hang had such a high rating really didn't sit well with me at this point. I can only imagine what happened on that video that got people to rate it five stars. After watching this guy drop to the floor from injecting, again, I'm assuming heroin, I wasn't very curious about the website anymore. I closed the page, and I decided that I was done with all of that. And honestly, the sight of that guy and the thought of what the other videos most likely contained has seriously haunted me ever since. So that was three Dark Web Horror Stories, much to possibly your pleasure. These always seem to be the best videos on my channel, as far as like views and attention go. Hopefully this one does as well as the others. If not, that's eh, fine. Uh, hopefully I'll have some of these for April. I don't know at this point in time. If not, I'll have some for May. It's just these, as I've stated several times, are super hard to get a hold of. That of stories that actually are believable, sound good, you know, are more true than you know, stories from no sleep at this point. Um, a lot of people don't have dark web experiences that they want to share. So I got to ask if you do have a dark web experience you want to share with me, please send it my way. There are links down in the description below where you can send me your stories. And I would love to feature your dark web experience on my videos. If you have one, if not totally cool, I get it. I will also take anything else because I'm a very diverse channel. So all that said, friends, if you enjoyed this, please do hit that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. You can also hit the thumbs up button. Let me know you liked it in the comments. You can also support the channel by following me on all my social media platforms or through channel memberships or Patreon. For $1 a month, you get early access to all my content on those two platforms. I want to go ahead and say this out loud. That is all optional. None of it is ever expected. Um, and I would never think less of anyone if they don't want to support the channel monetarily or can't. There was a comment that was made recently that kind of irked me a little bit. Um, you guys supporting the channel means watching the videos and just telling me how much you like them, etc. The support in the 99 cent tier is just, just, it's just a word. It doesn't mean that that means you support the channel. Like, that's the only way. You guys support me in a multitude of ways. I just couldn't think of a better way to put that, so... Never think that I expect payment for my content. I have never um, paywalled my content, and I never plan to. So just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. Anyways, all that said, friends, I hope you're having a beautiful day, and I hope you have a beautiful weekend, and I hope I will see you on the next video, but until then, sleep well. <laughs>